Shut up and sit down. Oh, I need your advice. Yeah. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. How fast can you ride your bike? He asked that Sunday night With a wild look in his eye So I follow close behind How fast do fast cars drive? That's what I reply I don't stop at traffic lights Yeah, that's how fast I ride You've tuned in for another Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Good job. Here is a little quote about teamwork from some guy named Michael Jordan. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence win championships. If you haven't already done so, go find yourself a team. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During, and I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance, no pants. I thought we decided <laughs> on holy pants. Oh, Lance, holy pants. Thank you. Coming at you. <laughs> here I am, live in studio. And actually, live. Live and live. And yeah. live and live, if the uh, if the live stream is actually working. We think it it's should. Working. I think everything's okay. dialed in this time. So, cool. No pun intended. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting to his left, Mr. Evan Price. We are all drinking. Really, I'm just going to talk about what I'm drinking because everybody else is boring over here. We got Kirk, we, we got our former sponsor, Kirkland, over with Jake and Lance. Oh, no, no, no. Jake has a very cool coffee mug yeah. over there. Thank Have you, Lance. You, what, is it, what does it say oh, on you're there? You're welcome. It's just a, a Have cycling. you seen the... I don't know. Have you seen the Wonder Chainless? It's, it's a bike without a chain, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> it's a very classic looking. Yeah. It's a very classic looking coffee mug. It's my new favorite mug. But more importantly, over here, I'm drinking this is this is big news right here. So I was going through Fred Myers on Sunday, Saturday. And we get to the checkout line and Cassie looks behind me and says, You're gonna need to look behind you right now. You're gonna get very excited, so calm down. I turn around and see Coca-Cola now has a coffee drink. That seems ridiculous. Oh, it's so amazing. This is the dark blend. Now, I still have the vanilla and the caramel I need to try. They had a no-sugar option, so naturally I did not go with the no-sugar option because that's ridiculous. But this is pretty good so far. I don't know. I think I think I like it. Now, how is this any different than an energy drink? I have no idea. It's probably the same exact thing. <laughs> probably. But it kind of tastes like coffee. So. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Matt's probably doing breaststrokes or maybe a what? Yeah, like yeah, free, he's Matt was overscheduled today. The free fly. He's yeah. not able to join us. Mm-hmm. people. So instead of Matt, we kind of upgraded. We've got Kevin yeah. Highland from the Portland Cycling Worlds joining us in studio today, Kevin. Hey welcome. Guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Massive upgrade from Matt. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get into that a little bit more later on. He's going to join us for the whole podcast today, and uh, we will definitely be talking more about the Portland Cycling Worlds. Very excited about that. Uh, but before we do so, let's do some backpedaling real quick. Evan. Oh, me first. Okay. Backpedal, buddy. Here we go. Um, basically, my last week is just going to be like – training stuff because that's that's all i'm locked into right now so i have just been emailing iron man recently and i was just asking them like what is going to be do they have any even loose pro schedule going into the spring 
Uh, basically no answer, but I'm putting kind of all my eggs in a early April race basket right now. So I've decided it's like, all right, I got to be ramping up for that. Oh yeah. This is like, is it I a mean, half Ironman? Yeah. It's going to be half Ironman no matter what. I, I don't care if I have to find even like a non-pro race. I'm just going to find a race that first like week or two of April. Um, so yeah, it's, everything's kind of ramping up towards that. I had a really good workout on Saturday that was basically for, there's at least a bike portion of this, so you guys don't have to fall asleep through the second <laughs> half of it. But the first half is, uh, I've been trying to do a little bit more uh, sweet spot in the arrow position uh, training specifically. So it was, you know, right at kind of race effort for about an hour and 15 minutes total. Jump off, throw run shoes on, and run out to Vancouver Lake with Josh, and we did four by two mile continuous, and we're feeling very very good we need a race soon nice. or this is going to be all for naught it's going to be very sad if, I, if it is all for naught i am racing by myself in early <laughs> april on a vancouver lake course i'll just make myself so <laughs> that's uh that's probably what it'll come like down to that. that's good but yeah we'll we'll see and then yeah that was basically it what we do else uh god saturday was beautiful Saturday was just a beautiful day. Yes, it was. It, was. it really was. I know. My, my story's way less interesting because I know Jake and Lance actually did a cool ride that day. You would have enjoyed that. You would have enjoyed it. I would have. There yeah. was a lot of shenanigans. There was. was there. A lot of efforts. <sighs> I should have just gone out. I know. <laughs> I'm almost excited to just get through early April so I can just get back to primarily shenanigans in May right. and June. I'm just <laughs> focusing on shenanigans in the rest of April, May, and June. <laughs> nice. Cool. Lance, why don't you backpedal for us? Well, it was a recovery week, so I did 18 hours. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Fully not structured, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I didn't do anything structured this week at all, mm. actually. It really was supposed to be a recovery week, but I Were did. you in the Tuesday ride? I can't remember. Yes. Were you? Okay. And, and I rode like 30 miles earlier. Yeah, I rode 30 yeah. miles earlier outside, and then I just still did the Tuesday ride. Which was 40 miles, and it was intense the whole way. There was no. I literally only it. did ten miles on Tuesday, so no. <laughs> I actually hung in there uh, even for the hot lap. I was yeah. uh, I was in the mix even in the hot lap. So that I was, does not sound like recovery, but okay. It was not recovery. But the rest of my rides were um, not like recovery. Still, I still rode way too much. I did have one complete disaster this that happened this week. Um, I was just doing a little twenty mile loop. And my, uh, f I flatted on Marine Drive right next to the airport. My front tire flatted. And I'm riding road tubeless. And I realized I flatted because I was all out of sealant. All the sealant had dried up. Oh, boy. And so it would not, like, reinflate. And so <laughs> I tried. I'm, like, nine miles from home, eight miles from home. It wouldn't reinflate. I put in the tube. I realized, oh, I only have one CO2. So I didn't have another CO2 to uh, try to inflate the tube. Um, and then I, I like tracked a guy down who was driving a van that had a back on the van. And I'm like, you've got to have a pump in here. He's like, oh, yeah, here, try this. Well, it turned out I blew the tube. Cause, anyway. So, okay, no big oh deal. My God. Miles from home, I'll just uh, I'll call my wife and have her come pick me up. Well, there was a major accident on one of the one of the bridges over Portland, so both the bridges were completely backed up. So guess who walked nine miles home? <laughs> you had to walk nine miles, <laughs> kicking rocks. Uh, I uh, I think I I I, wrote, I walked about a mile and a half, and I said, "F this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just rode on a flat tire. All oh, I just rode on your rim, basically. I rode on my rim like 
nine, eight miles, seven and a half miles, oh going gosh. like six miles an hour, like super slow. A good chunk of that's going uphill. So that played in your favor that it was it your did. front wheel, correct? Yep, correct. Yourself, so yourself, you yourself kind of lean 30s. back a little bit. Yeah. Yourself in your 30s would have been outrunning you going. <laughs> Back home. <laughs> Lance, two years ago, probably would have hammered would it, it home on the flat tire. I just would have rode on the flat yeah. tire. But he's yeah. busted up how many in the last year? Two? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, I, in the last two he's weeks. like, I am not going to buy like, another car- front wheel. I'm not buying another. Carbon? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're riding on your rim on carbon. Yeah. Oh, my God, Lance. It survived beautifully. I'm sure it did not. It- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the worst thing that happened. The rest of the week... Um, team ride was fantastic. I rode outside a few times. Um, I did some hills out in Washougal just because I could. Good I don't know not. why. Yeah. Uh, and then we we had another like mini team ride on Saturday because Saturday was like it 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 was like thirty six degrees, but it was beautifully it was so sunny nice. and dry. In yeah. the in the sun, I think it was no lie, probably fifteen degrees warmer. Yeah. And then in the shade, it was not warm. It was and, very cold. And we had seven people show up for a little ride we tried to keep it small and we rode 50 miles i think i ended up riding like 72 that day but yeah we weren't going hard until except there were about 15 sprints during the ride (laughs) good old stop ahead signs we kept sprinting for stop ahead signs so we we had a riot we had a blast on that you guys went what north of just kind of almost rack route uh kind of just another like north county route yeah, yeah. That just went through um clark county and just up and over battleground and everything uh, we didn't quite go to battleground but we were just hitting all the rollers nothing big yeah just yeah. all these little roller climbs and we see had... i would not have liked that but before the camera came on, you go, oh you guys would have, you have and you would have loved the ride no no i would not have that <laughs> well, you saw nate scott with us uh, and he oh, hasn't ridden a terrible. whole lot outside but i think he said that was the first time he'd ridden his road bike outside in the last four months yes, if i'm not mistaken i think really? so yeah yeah well, this man's been building a machine over the last four months, and yeah, oh, and geez. then some, just he dropping is, you know fifteen hundred watt bombs. He, he just hit like, I know. Oh my watts. gosh, I know it's amazing. <laughs> it's more. I mean, like as impressive as that is, I'm just terrified with how long the guy can hold like four hundred watts. It's very scary. Uh-huh. So he's yeah. strong, very it was, strong. It was fun to ride. He's got with quads, him. man. Cool. Yeah. He's getting on a track bike. Just wait until we... he's do track cycling, honestly. Yeah. Well, he can he can pick whatever he wants. Yeah. Not on the yeah. road, we need to work on his position just a little bit more, get him a little bit more aerodynamic. But yeah. I'm, I'm half tempted not to help him do that because it's just going to make him even faster. So it's yep. it's ridiculous how That's fast it. he already yeah. is, and he's grabbing a lot of wind. So yeah, he is. Um, then yesterday there was, uh, it's threatening snow here in the Portland area. Um, even though it's not really snowing, but it's, it's really hard to predict snow in the Northwest because it's just like, I mean, the, the 10 day forecast is the most depressing looking just just 50% of rain all the way till next Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. But, uh, it, it, it was raining uh, all day yesterday, very cold, like 40 degrees and raining. So of course, Jake and I went and rode gravel bikes for a couple hours. That was awesome. We we had a great time. Other than we couldn't feel our feet or fingers. <laughs> no, <laughs> I am such a pansy compared to if you guys had texted me like, "Hey, let's go for a ride." You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so Thankfully, on both my hands, my pointer finger, and middle finger were still like, cold. Still but, no, they were yeah. working, but my ring fingers and pinky fingers Done. would not work. You know, you take your hands off the bars and you try and do like the hand pump to get some blood flow back in there. Yeah, I couldn't make those two fingers work. I'd, like, open it up and it'd be like a, like a pause of like two or three seconds, <laughs> and then slowly working. just kind of oh, pull God. back open. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was just wet and cold yeah. and. 
It was just me and Jake We're actually wet, yeah. staying Z2 the whole time. We actually... Uh, yeah, we, we behaved. We behaved. Yeah. I had to yell at you a couple times. Yes, I needed to be yelled at. Yeah. Yeah, blur. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That's it for me. Cool. Hey, Kevin, why don't you backpedal for us? Uh, it's going to be a short conversation, <laughs> but I had a similar experience yesterday on the bike. I, uh, I have thrown road tires on an old mountain bike. Oh, yeah. And I'm preparing to ride an Xterra race. Yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to do one of those, so I'm Absolutely. Wait, Kevin, are, do you have triathlon routes? Uh, from a long time ago, okay. yes. Which means that he's now replacing Matt officially on the podcast. <laughs> now I have some support for somebody who would uh, understand the sport. Yeah. No, I, I haven't done one in 25 years. Ironman Canada was the last Once one. Tr- oh, nice. Was oh. that... Was it in Whistler at that time or Penticton? Penticton. Penticton, okay. Back in 96. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. I, I did that Penticton in 2005. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. I was and supposed I to do it this last year. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yeah, so I, I decided I need to get more uh, mountain bike experience. And unfortunately, there's nothing nearby my house. I live out in the Beaverton area, out yeah. in southwest Portland. So I threw road tires on an old mountain bike, and I just rode up and down hills uh, in southwest Portland. I had a chance to go to... The highest paved road in Portland. Oh wow! Uh, which was nice climbing, had wet snow, but yeah. on the descent, as you guys described earlier, yeah. by the time I got home from descending, same thing. I, I had to look to make sure I was shifting because I couldn't feel the shifters. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it was brutal. Um, what the highest paved road? Is that Council Crest? It is no. It's on the other side. It's on off of Skyline, above Skyline oh, okay. Crest. Off of Greenleaf, St. Helens, okay. that area. Okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Ooh. But it was darn cold. It was cold. So yeah. some snow up there, too? Yeah, it was A little very snowy. Wet. Okay, very gotcha. Wet. Yeah, just yeah. slush. Yeah. Oh. So that's it. That was my that's way more exciting yeah, than mine. He and I were comparing notes yesterday. We were kind of just conversing a little bit, and mm. he was out on a cold, wet one, and as was I, so I, I definitely yeah. understand where he was coming from. Um, my week was just more of the same. It was uh, a lot of Zwifting, mm-hmm. uh, but I did – twice outside saturday and sunday though right i rode saturday yeah. and sunday outside yeah um and i think it was pretty balanced in terms of the volume that i put in outside i think yeah. i got 11 and a half hours in last week which is pretty good for me and that's then, big that's big well it's been consistently kind yeah. of creeping up a little bit I, I was camping out at that 10 hour mark and i thought i was going to back off a little bit and now it's been like more like 11 11 and a half hours the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks so I think that 16-hour and change week that we had kind of helped me kind of kick it in a little bit more. And just we need a race, to right? Put, yeah. We'll we see. need a race. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, fun times out there riding with the team. And yeah. the the team ride on Tuesday night, Lance kind of alluded to this one a little bit, was a blast. Um, mm-hmm. We tried something a little bit different. I'm, I'm still kind of mixed on it. It was fun. But um, in an ideal world, if there was nobody else riding on the Chumps, um, yeah. the, the Paris like little four mile crit thing yeah. there that would have been fun but there was just so many people that it was easy to lose track of everybody in there but the, the you pace can, my god you can do uh, race results yeah. section on there and it clears everybody else so out so y- the, the problem is, is we have a mm-hmm. lot of people who show up to excuse me to our uh, group rides on that uh-huh. night that are not a part of the meetup so if I do because you can I am one of those people actually yeah because exactly. I'll usually so do you ride would with never, you, you would not see us so oh, I leave that it. open yeah. because okay. we'll get 30 to 40 people who will RSVP to the group invite, but then we'll always have about three, four, five, six people that'll just show up. And I just don't want to exclude those people. So normally it's not a problem. It's just on that particular route, there were so many people doing it that it was just, you know, it was a yeah, little bit Yeah, the shots is usually pretty, pretty crowded. Yeah. But it's what was fun reason. about it is yeah. a lot of times when we get into that little last hot section or there's like mm-hmm. a select group, like we'll start with 30 or 40 people and that select group will sometimes whittle down to like 
three, four, five people. Yeah. This time there was what ten people there. There, I think there was at least eight that stuck the whole, together the whole yeah. last yeah. hot yeah. lap. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a couple people too that for whatever, and it, even like strong people, if you got disconnected from that, you're not. Oh, you're not, you're not putting back up there. You're not, yeah, because yeah, we're sure holding not. a pretty solid pace. Yeah. So those people would just start riding, and then all of a sudden, because it's four miles, yeah. the group would come back around and lap them, but they could jump back on and at least stay with us. So that was happening as well. That's so. actually pretty good then. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was a blast. That was a good workout. I think I ended up getting like 45 miles out of that, which that's fake miles. But um, yeah, as we (laughs) talked about, if you take your entire average at the end of the year and most of it was with drop a thousand miles off of it, that's what you actually did. So (laughs) there's where it is. There's a nice little 10% inflation there. But um, I still got in two hours there, which was good. It's a fun little ride. And then this past weekend was fun uh, doing the whole like stops. I think, God, I can't tell you how much I missed riding with my friends. It's fun going out with like, you know, Lance or Sean Martin be yeah. another one. But, but like um, your real friends, you know, like not like Lance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's sick of riding with me. I'm too predictable. <laughs> so um, anyhow, it was just, uh, it was a blast. And then riding with Lance outside was a blast yesterday too, despite the fact that we were uh, chilly willy and muddy buddy. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were freezing. Yeah. Right on. Um, yeah, so it was just a, a, a fun week. Mm-hmm. So Champ Bailey, hey, top whoa. five. I think he's, he's already in here. Discussion. I mean, I'm not just going to go out crazy Hall and say of Famer? top three. I don't know. I'm, Hall I, of I think we need Champ a new intro. This is, becoming more, this is becoming more relevant because the Super Bowl is what, two weeks away now? Right? Two weeks away. Champ Bailey yeah. in the house. Hey, Champ yeah. Bailey, who picking in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I am. Most importantly. It, it Well, okay, it's either Tampa Bay or or Kansas City. Yeah. If uh, if um, th- the quarterback from Kansas City, if Patrick Mahomes, Holmes. if he gets even more healthy, it's their it's their game. They're no. gonna win. Don't bet against Tom. Yeah. You you cannot bet against. How many Tom times Brady. you sack Tom in your day, champ? Um. Oh, that's a great stat. A Has he ever question. sacked Tom Brady? I mean, he oh. probably played him a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady's like what sixty seven years old now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's forty three. I will not. As much as I dislike it, I will never bet again. Like if you're like, oh, who's gonna win, Tom Brady or somebody else? Be like Tom Brady. I don't know. He'd Ten be sixty two. I'll still pick him. Ten yeah. times he has been to the Super Bowl. Ten times Tom Brady has been to the Super Bowl. Wow. So many times. And the first time ever, the home team. He's actually the home team is actually hosting the Super Bowl. It's the Tampa. The, the Super Bowl is in Tampa yeah. Bay. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Tampa Bay is in the Super Bowl. It's the first time it's ever happened. So. This is, I'm glad Tom got there with this team too, because now, I mean, Belichick is amazing, but like anybody who had that last argument of like, oh, I think it's mostly Belichick, not Tom. Like, oh, really? Are you sure? Because he's like 50 right now. Right. And, and he made it go. back to the Super Bowl with a completely different roster. He's 43, so. Evan. 43. Yeah. He's, he's not that far away from you, Lance. <laughs> he's not that far off. You want to know something? You two funny. went to school together, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you rewind about six, maybe seven years, mm-hmm. and you asked me how many games did I watch during the course of a week, and I say, oh, I watched them all. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't miss a single yeah. game. Ask me how many minutes I've watched this year. Ten. Zero. Zero. <laughs> I, think, no, I, think I, I haven't seen a single minutes. minute of NFL football. You're not missing I anything. used to be in multiple fantasy football leagues. I could tell you every single person that started on every single roster. I mean, Lance is still doing the whole fantasy I football. I still have a fantasy football league, so I, I did watch a few games because of that. Yeah. yeah. These and days, I would it's rather watch a rerun of a Tour de France stage in the 90s than watch one NFL game on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's my fault anyway. for going off the rails here. Okay, anyway. Champ Bailey. There was bike racing that happened this week. Uh, there, there was a cyclocross race, a UCI cyclocross race in uh, Overgize. I'm sure I butchered that. It's oh, you nailed in, it. Uh, yeah. You can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there was a cyclocross Wrong race. Wrong button. <laughs> 
It's a little dog and pony show. Uh, off the rails already. The most interesting thing about this race is Wout Van Aert beat mm-hmm. Matthew Vanderpool. Yep. Really? He did. But Good for him. But Vanderpool flatted. So, yeah. So <laughs> he flatted, lost about 30 seconds, yeah. worked really hard to catch back up, didn't quite catch back up to Wout, and then he exploded because he worked so hard yeah. to try to catch back up. So uh, Wout uh, won the race. Wout ended up winning the World Cup, the Cyclocross World Cup overall as well, so that's exciting. Um, in the On the women's side, um, Alvarado, the defending world mm-hmm. champion, she also won this race. She hasn't won many UCI races this year because Lucinda Brand has just been dominating. Mm-hmm. But um, Lucinda Brand has the bigger engine, and Alvarado has the better skills. Mm-hmm. So this one was a little bit more uh, skill-centric race, yeah. and Alvarado ended up pulling it out. Uh, the best news from the women's race was our own Clara Hansinger uh, ended up taking fourth. Um, in that race, and ended up fourth overall for the World Cup. So a podium at Worlds would be so awesome. That would be for, God. That would be amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So the World Championships are this next Saturday and Sunday, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's next weekend. They are in Ostend, um, Belgium. Austin, Texas. No, no. <laughs> Ostende. I, I, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I've Close. said that wrong too. So, um, so that's kind of exciting. The World Championship is coming up. Um, however, there is some talk that it might get canceled. Oh, please, God, no. Because there's been a bit of a spike in Belgium. Spike in Belgium. Can they just move it to Tuesday? Can they just do it tomorrow then? <laughs> so, just do it tomorrow, don't they? <laughs> so there's some, uh, they're not sure exactly what's going to happen. They're hoping yeah. it hasn't been canceled yet, but there's rumblings that it might be. So just take away the fans, just keep yeah. it just them. Yeah. In other racing news, um, Tom Dumoulin of Jumbo Visma, um, he was at training camp this week, and after a long discussion with uh, the the team owners, people, people mm-hmm. he decided to take a step back, and he is stepping away from cycling for an undetermined amount of time. How do we feel about this, guys? I'm kind of... This I got, is I a got big, mixed emotions This there. is basically the lead-out news from the week. This is huge, because... Ineos, so I was over the weekend looking at Ineos's roster right now. They look terrifyingly strong across from classics to GC if everybody shows up. They looked strong fit. last year and they blew chunks. So Yeah, but it's it's that roster has another year together and they got some oh, I mean they've they they've got some incredible strength on that team. True. Jumbo losing Tom is huge. That's big. He did a lot of really work big. in the Tour de France last year. Yeah. He helped the team out a lot, mm-hmm. but his heart is not in it. Yeah, clearly. And um, how old know. is Tom? Thirty-three. No, he's like close to thirty, isn't he? Is he? I think he's like right on thirty, if I'm is not he? mistaken. Okay. I'd have to double check that. To he's been a GC contender for quite a few. I mean, for for a few years now, five, six, seven years now. Tom's probably been. You know, I mean, I, I'm not sure if he's ever been a. Tw- uh, can I remember a year where he was a tour threat? Not. Re- I mean, he's always been a Giro Vuelta threat, Giro specifically. But yeah, I don't know. That's I. He's thirty. Thirty. There, there you go. You go Jake yeah. nailed it. Yeah. I know. How so do you feel about that, Kevin? Yeah. Well, uh, hey, look at the last season and how often everyone had to train on their own, and then the back mm-hmm. end of the season was so packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. riding a lot. It was really intense, and he's possibly burned out. 
right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can understand that, but he's kind of been playing the same tune for yeah. a couple of years now. I mean, ever mm-hmm. since he uh, had, the, was it the chain ring that went into his knee and he got pretty injured? Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It's since then, he's just been kind of like a little bit off in terms of like his motivation and his desire. But I mean, he's still strong as all get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's but, always struck me as a, j- just in interviews, and obviously none of us have met the guy, but it, at least in interviews, he's he never seemed to be... You know when you when when you see the interviews with um God who's a great example like Carapaz, you you watch an interview with him you're like this guy loves to ride bikes like just loves to ride bikes same thing with like Al Philippe you watch Al Philippe in an interview you're like this guy could do no, like he'll be if he could he'd race till he's sixty I'm sure Tom never struck me as somebody who super enjoyed that you know like well, like that process has I he mean been going full gas since he was 15 yeah. probably yeah he's from Belgium. wildly talented yep. he grew up in the country where he's the guy right and that's yeah I, I i could imagine if you never were really if it was just what you were really good at and not what you were really passionate yeah. about mm-hmm. and I, yeah because he's 30 that's a long time i mean that's let's that's say he's been doing it for 15 doing years. it for 15 years at the very top level that's a long time that's a yeah. long time yeah, yeah. I hope so. he recovers from because I'm sure this last year has been tough on him. I'm sure. Well, the question will remain, will he actually come back? Eh. I don't think once you leave that, he may come back, but once you leave that top level like that, I'm not sure if he's just going to be able to flip the switch and come back and be a GC exactly. contender. Like that's. Well, I think his GC contender days are probably yeah. done. There's uh, a young, well, there's a yeah, young core coming through GC-wise that he would need to be well, in Well, if he's on Jumbo Be Visma, he's not going to be the no, GC guy. Absolutely no. not, yeah. But, but I, he still has some potential in the hood. I mean, he's coming off of an injury. He's He's got a little bit of, like, like emotional stuff that he needs to kind of work through. Probably. Yeah. And I, I, he's still got a few years. He's still in that window. He's still in that sweet spot. Yes, yeah. there are the, the likes of these young guns who are coming up. Yeah. I think he just needs to find a little bit of mental health. Yeah. And he needs to be fully recovered. And I think he needs, like Kevin alluded to, I mean, he's probably burnt out. Yeah. I've had times where, like, I've done <laughs> a fraction of the racing that he's done. And just from the training and life yeah. and all that other stuff, I'm like, dude, I'm burned out. I don't want to think about racing. I just want to go yeah. ride my bike and, and fall back in love with it again. So, I yeah. mean, I can sympathize with that. Yeah. I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that. Yeah. I just think it'd be tough for him to flip that switch back on. But, yeah. I mean, uh, bottom line, if this is the last we see of Tom Dumont, I just still think he goes down as one of the better GC contenders of this era. I mean, probably a top eight gc contender okay of his era so real quick yeah wipe everything in your mind right now about tom dumoulin and pretend yeah. like i brought his name up for the very first th- time yeah. what's the first thing that pops in your head with him with tom yeah. time trialist take like a moment more of a moment not like more a, of a moment when, yeah mine is that he like bailed on a time trial because he threw a fit because he didn't like the bike he was riding that was that was good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was talking about this with somebody over the weekend, and what, uh-huh. their their comment was pretty funny. <laughs> what, what's yeah. your first comment? I mean, t- like I I would just stick with probably that he was a great time trialist. Yeah, but there's more negative things I would think about with Tom than positive. Gotcha. Honestly, okay. yeah. How about you, Kevin? I don't really have one, but I want to go back. I totally agree. You never saw the passion in his eyes. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say he was robotic like Yvonne Lendl in tennis, but uh, yeah. you just didn't see a lot of passion that's a good and energy. Com- that's actually a really yeah, good yeah. comparison. Yeah, yeah. That's, ex- that's, that's very close. Yeah. Yeah. 
don't know the the, the yeah. person that I was I'm not going to bring their name up, but they mentioned the, the the whole melee or the mishap of having to stop and use the restroom. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, my Zero, right? No, and they caught it on, and they, yeah. there was a live camera on him. Oh, yeah. I'm actually more impressed with that because honestly, the man like I mean that that's got to be the fastest number two in the history <laughs> he, like, of cycling. Ran to a tree. And that's <laughs> a that's a he didn't even run to a tree. It was a sign. It was a sign oh, right there. Yeah. It was literally. Oh, he, I mean, it was the fastest number two in the history of endurance sports. <laughs> Unless he had just stayed on the bike and done it. Oh. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about he that. Every, that up, I yeah. conveniently forgot about that, <laughs> yeah, Jake. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Was he wearing white shorts that day? I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> Champ Bailey out. <laughs> Thank you, Champ. Thank you. Um... We don't really have any Patreon updates. Uh, just wanted to say thank you again to all of our Patreons. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be doing another drawing next week. We've got some more of those Sierra Nevada bottles. Got a, so yeah. we've got a pair thank of those Sierra Nevada bottles from mm-hmm. uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale or whatever mm-hmm. they go by. Yeah. <laughs> and they give us some- Brewing like, company. They, yeah. they give some uh, little red blinky flashy red lights for the back of the, the bike. So um, we'll uh, toss in one of those I got a couple well. t-shirts from too. I had a polo that I really want to wear in the clinic, but I'm not sure if that's good. So I'll be wearing the polo around though. <laughs> Maybe we should- Yeah. 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 Bring them on as like a full-fledged sponsor. And then there you we'll go. just put it on our shirts and then they have to. There you, there go. you go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> then we can wear Sierra Nevada polos before races. I'm like cool. that. <laughs> but just thanks to all of our patrons. Um, you're a big reason why we are live streaming right now on the YouTubes. And mm-hmm. we greatly Hopefully. appreciate your help in that uh, little I don't know, plight. And yeah. we do have some people watching right now, which is kind of cool. And if those people who are watching uh, want to chime in and ask us any questions or post any comments, um, we yeah. will do our best to respond to those on air. So I'd love to hear a really passionate Tom on fan on here just <laughs> say that we're all just terrible for saying anything about him. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to our topic for the day. The reason why we all came in here, we've all been kind of excited about this. Kevin Highland Gary. with the Portland Cycling Worlds. How in the world are you pulling this off? It seems like you're starting to get some traction. What is it that's going on? Where are we at? What's the likelihood? I mean, got so many questions. Yeah, so many I've questions. Got like a hundred questions. I know. <laughs> Mostly just excitement. Like, <laughs> why don't you just give us a little bit of a background and then kind of get us caught up to where we're at today? All right. Uh, so this idea was first hatched over two years ago. I was riding with a couple of buddies, one of whom is Dutch. Ah, and, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And he said, "Hey, I've ridden all over Western U.S. and all over Europe." And this is a beautiful place that we get to live in and that we get to ride in. I'm surprised we don't have an international bike race here. And we said, kind of like, yeah, 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 that's nice. Then we were riding a Grand Fondo in Cuneo, Italy, Uh um, if you guys have been there. And I thought, oh, this is a beautiful setting and a beautiful environment. These guys do a fantastic job of supporting this great race. And I thought we should hold a Grand Fondo in Portland. And I think we were home for a couple of weeks and they had a replay of the Bergen Norway World Championships from mm-hmm. 2000 and was that 17? Yeah. Yep. And that's when it hit me, hey, we need to host the World Championships here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Well, of course, at that time, I thought it was a single race because that was the only one that was really broadcast right. on TV at that time. And I've learned uh, to, that there are 11 races over the course of nine days, and it's going to mm-hmm. cost millions of dollars to put it on. But each day I learn more about uh, the opportunity as well as the challenges, and I still am very excited and believe that we have the, the know-how, the resources, and the passion, certainly a passion for cycling here in, in the greater Portland area, to pull this off. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it all came about and, and what we've been planning on doing. That's awesome. I, I just That's such a such an undertaking. And I'm all for, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, taking on big goals, but that's just, like, 
I don't know. I'm already like planning my like get up. I kind of want to do the German devil thing a little bit, but just go speedo <laughs> style for it. Like somehow combine the guy who ran with the American flag with Lance with the German devil and I'll just hang out by, you know, around wherever I need to hang out. You've already got a theme song too. So yeah. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. now, so, this, this is a family event. So no speedo. Oh, okay. Oh. okay fine. It'll just be underneath then. Yeah. That's good. So in an ideal world, there's a lot of hoops that you got to jump through. But like, mm-hmm. when are you aiming for? When, when would be the ideal year for you to have this done? And what obstacles are, you, are still standing in your way? Um, well, had we spoken a year ago, I would have said that we were bidding for 2026. Okay. But because of COVID and other unforeseen circumstances, we are now bidding for 2029. Okay. Okay. Um, all of the races have been awarded through 24. The UCI wants to go to African 25. 26 would probably go to Egle, which was supposed to host the races this year in Switzerland, mm-hmm. and they gotcha. were postponed. 27 is going to be like Glasgow. It's a 13 um, different uh, disciplines of cycling from BMX to cross and mountain biking. Uh, so they said, you guys are not eligible for that. You don't have the infrastructure. You've never held a race this big. Mm-hmm. And they said, would you like 28? And I said, no. It would be 75 days after the LA Olympics. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. a little fatigue there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Absolutely. My, I won't be able to get the, the spectators and the fans I need from yeah. out of state. Yep. yep. And I may not be able to get sponsors who have money. They will have spent all their money on the LA. Olympics, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. we've told the UCI and USA Cycling that we want 29. That's a nice lead-in. Now, what's our what's our competition look like? Do, 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 do you have an idea? I don't. I, I feel pretty strongly that there are, is no one from the U.S. and maybe even not even North America involved mm-hmm. in pursuing this for the next you know foreseeable years. And then you always have to assume that it's going to be a Flanders or an Italy or France or the yeah. Netherlands that are always interested from a European perspective, right? Um, but I've had great conversations with the US, uh, UCI and USA Cycling, and we feel that, you know, I'm led to believe that we... They have an interest in coming here. We have we have a pretty good show. Well, because hopefully then 28 would just be somewhere in Europe. So maybe UCI is a little fatigued from being in Europe and then Could shoot over there like, yeah, that's enough of Europe and we'll come, you know, some somewhere else. Yeah. Plus, they want to grow the sport in Asia. Yeah. We, we have greater proximity yeah. uh, to Asia than PDX Europe. helps us out a lot there, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about oh, that. That's awesome. So you're not sure what other cities we're up against. Nope. And they don't really share that information with you, or eventually that stuff comes out. It no. won't come out until the the roughly the finalists are announced, which could happen six months before the decision is even made. Okay. Okay. So, so that gives be... us some time to disparage those other cities. Only six month window. Yeah, it's a very yeah. tight window. You, you think the chances are actually pretty good? I think uh, if we can line up our financing, we don't have to have the money in hand, but we have to have at least lined up the commitments for the financing. Uh, and we get a letter of intent from our mayor, I feel pretty good about it. So I've got a question that's coming to us live from um, from the YouTube from uh, a listener, Brian Floyd. He wants to know how receptive the city of Portland is to the idea of hosting an international bike race. Well, that's been the million-dollar question. Um, mm-hmm. I have tried on two different occasions to meet with uh, Mayor Wheeler, and through all sorts of circumstances, I won't go into the details, have not been able to meet with him face-to-face. I can tell you that his chief of staff in the last meeting that she and I had, which was a year ago, she said, hey, this is consistent with the mayor's vision for the city, uh-huh. and he loves the idea of this event coming here, right? We He's, like that. He okay. seems that to have good. been busy. This is yeah. a little busy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a hard year for <laughs> is Portland. Is he, do you have any answer? Does he ride bikes? Is he a cycling fan at all? He's an Ironman. Seriously? Yeah. What? Really? Oh, yeah, we've got him right there. Triathlon. 
Yeah, he did oh Canada. Oh, my gosh. Do you, oh would you want gosh. me to come to the meeting with you? I can just talk <laughs> triathlon with him. We can just, yeah, and then just say, hey, bike race. There you go. <laughs> well, what, okay, so here's another question. It's probably unlikely that he'll be the mayor in 20... That's a good point. 28. Yeah, There's yeah, zero no, chance he'll be the yeah. mayor in 2028 when those decisions need to be made or 2027. So I, I guess it depends on the favor of the mayor at that point. Exactly, because we're not asking for a, and I got to get my political terms here, we're not asking for a referendum or I forget the other terms. There's nothing to prevent the next administration from tearing this piece of paper yeah. up and saying, no, we don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it will depend on the city's administration. Correct. And that you have support from them to be able to pull something like this off. Without their support, I can't do it. Okay. Right. Because okay. the, the three biggest um, costs associated with this event, obviously the UCI fee, which is about $8 million. Okay. And then when Oof. you get down to the city level, I know, when you get down to the city level, it's... Uh, if you look at Richmond, which hosted the Worlds in yeah. 2015, yeah. number one expense, road repair. Ah, they gotcha. had to fix roads that the courses were going to be on. Correct. And that's not even considered a direct expense. It's an indirect expense because you owe it to your citizens, right? Yeah. And those ro road repairs are going to last for 10 plus years, yeah. right? Yeah. Then security. And security has only become bigger and more complex and more expensive. So uh, those will be the three biggest areas of expense. And you know, involving PBOT with road shutdowns and the police security we're going to need and things like yeah. that. It's going to be a big undertaking. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. But right. I think just with, I mean, like, like we were talking about right before this, and this is nothing disparaging to Richmond, but I don't, and please, if there's anybody who is from Richmond, who's like, no, we are a cycling centric, massive fan base here. Correct me. But I mean, I even compared to the Midwest cities I grew up around. I mean, this is a huge cycling fan base out out in Portland. So if, so if Richmond can put this together, I mean, I've never been in a city outside of maybe Boulder where there's a, a bigger cycling fan base. And Boulder's just there because, I mean, that's where a lot of the pros go train. But cycling fan base in Portland, tough to beat. I mean, I really can't think of another place in America that could be that you could put above, you know, Portland as just cycling fans. Yeah, you look at all the statistics, whether it's from uh, subscription rates by Bicycling Magazine or Velo News, or you look at Tour de France viewership in all the different cities across the country, the Pacific Northwest is a hotbed for cycling, right? Yeah. So when, when I project to people that we're going to have a minimum of 30,000 out-of-state visitors and 225,000 mm -hmm. people lining the course for the men's and women's road races, some people go, where that, where, there's not that many people that ever show up for this. And yeah. I said, yeah, they would. You, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, they would. And cycling fans love food. We're a foodie city. <laughs> and beer. I mean, how else do you sell that? Yeah, yeah, beer and food. I mean, that's what... That's, <laughs> Portland's kind of a hipster city. Now, I do realize kind I have of, a hipster of a hipster. mustache. Yes, you do. But do this is well. not because I'm a hipster. This mustache is purely for comedy. That's it. <laughs> so if this race is here in 2029, we need an aggressive mustache <laughs> growing over 2028. We need it to be... Fully presentable to the fully world. Presentable. By the time that would actually be pretty good to like challenge Lance, everybody. Can you get the? We're going to get on UCI TV. I promise you. This yeah. is word. You got the Movember, and everybody starts asking people, "Why are you growing a mustache?" And it's for, to raise uh, money for cancer research for men's yeah. prostate, if I'm not mistaken. But maybe we do like something like the Lance. Like, oh, I'd be and all it for just this. becomes like an we're automatic like hundred percent do this. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you growing that mustache? Oh, uh, Portlander. Yeah, Portland, exactly. Yeah. 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 Prepare for 2029. <laughs> so, all right. So where do you stand right now? What, what are you, what are you working on? What's, yeah, what's, what's the, the latest and greatest? So we are in the process of, uh, our, well, our economics impact study should be completed in the next week or two. Oh, wow. And if all according to, according to plan, we expect it to be somewhere north of $100 million. Mm -hmm. 
and well beyond that, we hope. And as soon as we that have would that, be the impact of bring, uh, to the community of bringing the event here. Correct. That would be mm-hmm. uh, direct, indirect, and induced uh, economic impact for the four years leading up to and including the races. Got it. Right, because you start working on marketing and putting people yeah. to work years in advance of this. Right. Um, so once we have that study finished, we're going to call. That's when we want to. That triggers everything else. So we want to talk to the mayor and each of the city commissioners and ask for their support. I see. And if we get that. Then we're going to be going to Travel Oregon and applying for a competitive large grant to help fund this event. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And even if we get that, we still have to, we're still on the hook for another 10 or $12 million in sponsorships that we need to raise over the course of the next couple of years. Okay. But okay. do or die is we have to have the mayor's support. Gotcha. Yeah. So you've got a pretty long list of people that have already kind of given you that that nod mm-hmm. that that like hey I, I like this I'm in on this why don't you kind of at the risk of telling you to name drop why don't you tell us some people that have gotten on board uh, you you've given me a whole list of like you know elected officials and business leaders and celebrities and organizations and and people in the race community who's on board with this who's who's getting behind you it would be a shorter list to say who's not on board <laughs> based wow. on the people I've spoken to uh, I I think. And really, it's interesting to see the momentum we've got over the last six, eight weeks, because a lot of people are saying that we need this economically for the city. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to help our image and enhance mm-hmm. our reputation, because right now I think the, the, the brand, Portland, the brand is a little tarnished. It's not so good right now. No, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, yeah. it's, yep. as we were talking about earlier. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. It's yeah. a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the, the only thing that people are hearing outside of the, our city is all the, the bad things that are happening, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been basically trying to, in, just like I, uh, just like a political uh, candidate would, I'm going out and enlisting the support of civic-minded businesses, business leaders, community leaders, elected officials to say, hey, here's all the things that we are working on. Here's what this can do for the city and state. Here's more about the event, answering the questions. Would you be a supporters, uh, supporter of ours? And if need be, would you give us a letter of endorsement? So mm. when you look at that list of probably 250 different people or companies or organizations on the website. Yeah. Those people have agreed to the statement that, hey, this sounds like a tremendous opportunity for the city and state and deserves at least some due diligence by the city and state. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a heck of a list. And this is, I mean, this is, ex- this is like, like, I'm sure you, you already know, and we can just tell your passion just from talking here, but if you get in that room, I mean, it's sealed. I'd like, like this is, this is exciting. (laughs) stuff. I mean, this is really, I think you could even convince somebody who's probably their, their cycling experience would be like, oh, I want Texas guy over there who was on Oprah, right? Like you could probably convince that guy like, Hey, this, this would be pretty cool for this area. This really would. Well, in the first couple of years, when I was talking to people about this, they go, well, we're not associated with bike racing. It's like, this is bigger than a bike race. Much bigger, right? People love the Olympics and most people don't curl. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but everybody turns on curling yes, you're gonna once watch every four curling. years yep. and you're going to watch curling like your <laughs> right. life depends on it right. okay. <laughs> yeah so it's, it you know the obvious ones are when you can get a, uh, an Axel Merckx to jump on board or Amber Neben or Chris Horner or Jacob Rathie right those are the ones that whose name and attention is well known to cyclists mm-hmm. right but then when you start talking to other people and you say well yeah I've got you know um, Mark Edelin of one of the largest commercial firms in the in the city and state we have law firms, Stoll Reeves, uh, you know, I think is the single largest uh, law firm in the city, Hoffman Construction, largest mm-hmm. privately owned company in the state, Umqua Bank, and on and on and on. Now we're getting a lot of momentum, right? So then we sit down the mayor. It's not about four guys sitting at a table. Who like bike racing. Really yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be tremendously impactful for the city and state and 
so much good can come out of it. This so, is where we start stalking Strava to see what CEOs in the area ride bicycles. And then you, there go, you go and just yeah. find their route and run into them accidentally, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. That's you a great idea. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just filled a job role. There you go. Uh, fellas, do you have any other questions for Kevin? My, go ahead, Lance. My, I got like 50. <laughs> I got one question. And this may be an odd question, but like with the International Olympic Committee, there seems to, in order to get the Olympics, traditionally you've had to do big favors <laughs> for the under the table in the international, you know, to the IOC in order to get that. Is does stuff like that happen with the UCI, or am I like totally asking a question I shouldn't be asking? No, I just, <laughs> Lance is going to be dead next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of horse head in his bed. Yeah, uh, you know, I. I've heard the rumors that it's happened in the past, just like it has with FIFA and the World Cup yeah, and the Olympics and yeah, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I've heard the same rumors, and honestly, we haven't ever even thought about developing a scenario that should that present itself to us, how mm-hmm. would we deal with it? Good. Because we would prefer not to. I mean, it's yeah. just something we're yeah. just going to say, no, if that's the, the, the price or the game you have to play, we're not interested. Yeah. And not I feel all. like in the heyday of, well, my hope is in the heyday of social media, that hopefully stuff like that gets calmed down a little bit because, you know, the, I mean, like it was less easily shared, I think, in right. some of the stories that we hear from. Right. I know, I mean, I remember hearing one story about, well, it was FIFA when FIFA was, um, oh, what was the Middle Eastern city that they were going to in Qatar? Um, yeah. I forget, yeah, I forget yeah. but there, but there, that, that was the big story that, that I remember. But that's, you know, I hope that stuff like that is, once it's brought to light and aware that hopefully, you know, that, that starts to calm down a little bit, but who knows? Okay. My next question, let's forget that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lance did not ask <laughs> that question. They're going to get easier, right? Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. What kind of routes are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, that was mine. That was mine. Yeah, I mean, yep. all right, that, did, yeah. that took longer than most expected. Important, <laughs> most importantly. I was trying to be kind. This as, is what I really wanted to know was where's the race is going to happen? As we were talking about is what KOMs are now going to be untouchable? Right. That's all saying, Lance cares about. Stay out of Vancouver and Camus. Exactly. Yeah, you better not make the time trial of Vancouver Lake because I'm going to be really sad if that's the case. All right. So there are road races and uh, time trials. Time trials, two types. 11 different races in total, right? Um, Some people will ride both the time trial and the road race, depending on their classification, what their chances are, right? So without revealing too much, um, we we would love to keep all the time trials inside, within the city limits of Portland, on the east side of the river. Yeah. So the east side is oftentimes neglected for all types of these activities, right? So... And you've also got some long, straight avenues that we could ride on. We've got some beautiful neighborhoods we could go through over there. So we like the idea of holding time trials over on that side of town. We stay away from that area because the traffic is usually difficult enough that yep. you, you don't mess with it. But, but with an event like this, you get to shut down traffic. Roads are shut yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, which is not going to make a lot of the neighborhood associations very happy nope. knowing that they're going to be closed for hours and hours and hours, yeah. right? Um, but we like the idea of holding the time trials on that side. And then all of our races, whether they're time trials or uh, road races, we prefer to have finish on NATO Parkway. Right, so we on can, the waterfront downtown Portland. And remember, 30, 40% of the, of the coverage, the TV coverage, is done from the air. Yes. yes. That's beautiful. So you got a beautiful waterfront. Yeah. Yes. And, and you could have your Oregon Wine Expo. You get to see the bridges expos. on the big overheads. It yeah. beautiful. Yeah. 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 So And then getting back it. to the races. So... Um, and then the five road races, so there are elite women and junior women, as well as men's elite, U23 and juniors. Mm-hmm. We would love to start the Grand Depart 
out in Multnomah Falls for the women. Oh, wow. Ah, okay. And if you've watched the road races in the Tour de France, or the uh, Worlds, you'll know that uh, they are like the Tour de France final stage. Start out in the country and come in and do a circuit. Mm-hmm. And uh, do multiple circuits of whatever once you get back into the city area. Exactly. Yeah. So in Paris, it's uh, it's I think it's less than a 5K, so it's really tight. Um, so we're looking at something to expose hundreds of thousands of people. We're looking at about 10 to 12 to maybe even 13-mile circuit in downtown Portland. Yeah. So the exact routes are still be, to be determined, but obviously you got to include Vista and the climb up there. So this could become our version of Alpe d'Huez, right? From, uh, from Multnomah Falls up to Vista House. So it's exactly. Start at Multnomah mm-hmm. Falls. Yeah. Go straight up to Vista House. Yep. How you come in is probably Halsey is probably better than Gleason, um, but we've got alternates to go Marine Drive. We've got a lot of different sure. options to go. Um, and then you come into the city and do that circuit, depending on if you're a male elite or a junior woman, you're going to be doing it four to eight times sure. on that circuit. And you're thinking the circuit would be part of downtown Portland. Would it go up into the West Hills? Sure. Yeah, and back mm-hmm. down. Uh, so imagine climbing. A lot of spiky climbs. Yeah, yeah. so imagine climbing mm-hmm. Vista, and you've got the, the Dutch corner there, like on Alpe d'Huez, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Or you could have, heck, who knows, a University of Oregon. You could have the French group. Um, and if you look at our, our website, some of our supporters are the societies of many of these uh, call them cultural societies. So the German-American society, the Dutch society, the uh, French society, and Italians, right? So we want to bring those people out and cheer on the racers from their yeah. ancestral homelands, which could be a really cool, fun international environment that, would that we would create. so awesome. Yeah. Wow. wow. Just an international event. That's, I mean, that mm-hmm. is such a cool idea. That's really, really awesome. I'm trying so... Do you have an idea? Dis now we as you know, world usually for for the men elite and the women elite, very long races. Mm-hmm. You you would say like with a circuit like that, I mean the, the men would probably be repeating it what eight to ten times. You you said through that circuit. Yeah, we want to probably the elite men would probably do it probably closer to eight times. The yeah. final one hundred k has to be on the circuit. That's what the UCI requires. Oh. Yeah, but we want to start and uh, Yamhill County Commissioner uh, or Commission Chair Kula is a supporter. And he wants the races to start out in Yamhill County in McMinnville. So climb Albertson. Yeah, right. Got to stretch the peloton out a little bit right away. Yeah. Descend down into Hillsborough and Mayor Calloway is a supporter of ours. And then work our way probably up into North Plains and start heading towards the city. And which road we choose to get up to Skyline is still TBD. Yeah, there's five different ways you can go up to Skyline. Exactly. Then you bomb into the city and pick up that circuit. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it it's could be beautiful. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I do like the Multnomah Falls idea, though. I mean, that's With like that. an icon of yeah. the Vista Oregon. House. I, I just, I can't stop thinking about the Vista House. I'm like, I need to be there. Yeah. And I yeah. need this race to be next year, not 2029. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> hey, that's okay, because by then we'll all be, like, really slow and just fans of cycling anyway. <laughs> so we'll, right. just, we'll just ride our little cruisers right up there. Probably I'll be on an e-bike by that point. Awesome. Evan, what are your questions? So my, my question was actually going to be roughly what, what type of it's, let's say that your dream course happens. Let's say, mm-hmm. let's say like what the best course in your mind happens, who would be in today's pro Peloton be the favored type of rider for that race? Wow. Um, great question, right? So one of the words of advice that both Axel Merckx gave us and Chris Horner is mm-hmm. make 
create equal opportunities for the sprinters and the climbers. Yeah. We are so far from Europe that if you make it just a killer like an Innsbruck was, mm -hmm. the sprinters, the Peter Sagans or the next oh, yeah. Peter Sagan won't show up. Innsbruck was a pure climbers race. Yeah. Pure climbers. Yeah. And out of, out of respect for the rainbow Jersey, he, I think he did finish. Mm -hmm. Um, but we want to make sure, and then he said, if it's if it's too flat, none of the climbers will show up. Yeah. So you have to really look at your course carefully to make sure that you're going to get all the best riders in the world at that time to show up, and they all feel like they have an equal opportunity to win this race. Mm -hmm. But in today's world, who who that could be? Um, Alaphilippe. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, like, oh, like on any type of mixed course, it's like an Alaphilippe. Yeah. A, I mean, there's probably not enough sustained climbs there to like a Woot's going to get dropped. So somebody like a Woot Von Art would be very, you know, yeah. in the it, field. Yeah. It's not going to be a killer. I mean, the, the climbing will add up over time, but there's not killer climbs yeah. there. With the exception yeah. of Albertson, but that's over early enough that things will mm -hmm. be fine. Yeah. Everything's spiky otherwise. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. So what are some things that you want to cover, Kevin? What are some other things that we need to get out there to the world? Um, how can we help you, I guess? Yeah. Uh, so the, the biggest thing that I could use help with is we, we started a petition. So if you look at the website, you're going to see what we consider our VIP supporters, right? It's roughly almost 250 big names that are going to get the attention of the decision makers in City Hall and in Salem, right? You could put uh, Lance Hepler, not a hipster, on that list yeah. if is you that, want. Is yeah. that Lance Hepler Esquire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but we've also started a petition called we we're referring to as Bring the Worlds to Portland. And we would love to have at least 10,000 signatures on that petition to take to the mayor and the city councils. And I think we're kind of stuck somewhere between seven or 800,000. This is just sign our petition, which yeah. is right. Okay. Because that everybody you, listening you to this right now, just literally go sign that? this petition right now. We want to get another two to 3,000 signatures on there. Okay. Yeah. And we're, I think we're right around 7,500 somewhere in okay. the ballpark. Yeah. So the, again, so the, some lessons learned, right? So Eugene is hosting the World Track and Field Championships. Mm -hmm. That was done top down, right? I mean, it was it was pushed through. I'm I got to be careful what I say here, but it was driven top down by corporate heads of state here in the in the state. Uh -huh. um, no one ever bothered to ask, you know, everyday Oregonians if they wanted to support this kind of event. Portland Diamond Project has done ju just the opposite. I mean, they've got a grassroots effort going. They've got like 40,000 signatures yeah. on their petition to demonstrate to city officials and state officials that, hey, we want to see Major League Baseball camp come to this city, right? We're doing it both ways. We want to have, we want to have those big names, the big VIPs that will get the attention of, of you know, big decision makers, but also show that there's a tremendous groundswell of support of everyday uh, people living in the greater Portland metro and the rest of the state. Gotcha. So sign the petition, please. Okay, so I just did. If, <laughs> thank you. If I needed to go sign the petition, where do I go? Uh, go to pdxcyclingworlds.com. And uh, you don't have to make a donation. We could always use those, but uh, nothing, there's no obligations to sign the petition. We just want names. Mm -hmm. And if you are a patient of mine, it is going to be on the back of my computer. So if you need to <laughs> look at it at any point. <laughs> so pdxcyclingworlds.com. Go there, sign the petition, do your part, help out. You don't even have to live here in the Portland area, correct? No, I mean, that's correct. Anybody. I hope all the people from Ohio listening to this too, if you need a place to stay in 2029, me and Cassie will be opening up our house to anybody who wants to come and watch this world. <laughs> Cost of the price. Everybody no. from Ohio, please come out and yeah. watch this. You know what's kind of nuts, Kevin? We, the last time I checked, there were people in 34 countries who listened to this podcast. Awesome. Which blows my mind. So what if they're abroad? Can they sign the petition as well? 
Absolutely. Um, the, yeah, there's like a little country option on there too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's a, here's a funny story. I was looking at the, I don't look at the petition that much, just look at the bottom line. And one day I saw a name on there that looked somewhat familiar to me. And that was Bill Walton. Really? Oh, cool. Oh, Bill Walton signed our <laughs> the petition. The center from UCLA. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I, do you think I pounced on that? I sent him an email and said, here's what we're doing. I know you're a big cyclist. You, you still Bill Walton's like, a big cyclist? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So is Reggie Miller. That is awesome. Yes. Barry Bonds what, is another one. What yeah. frame size does Bill Walton ride? As big as they made. <laughs> custom you see, made. Purely custom. Reggie Miller's movie. I, I see Reggie all the time. That thing is yeah. ginormous. But oh, anyway. yeah. Carry on. So I, I sent Bill an email and said, hey, here's what we're doing. We'd love to have you as a supporter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and asking for his name on there also. And he replied back to me and said, hey, this sounds a treme- like a tremendous event. He said, I've got a lot of things going on right now. And he put me in, in touch with another gentleman in San Diego. Um, I don't know that he's an agent, maybe just a good friend. We sure. had a great conversation. He goes, feel free to use Bill's name. Wow. That's awesome. Okay, that's cool. Good on you, Bill Walton. Can we reach out to Re- – I mean, there's I'm, – I'm trying to think of, like, big American sport. You got Reggie Miller, Bo Jackson now rides yeah. uh, pretty he consistently. Bo Jackson. Ride. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron yeah, I always ride with Bo. Yeah. That's crazy. LeBron James has a big Le- fu- fundraising. Yep. Yeah, because he used yeah. to ride his bike to practice in Cleveland. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. But we've also got Galen Rupp, who's an Olympian. Yeah. He's, yep. he's on yep. the list as a supporter. Yep. Uh, Joey Harrington. Um Former U of O quarterback, yeah. yep. Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, really, yeah. just uh, runner-up. Yep. The, runner the whole Bowerman Track Club too. When you're, you know, guys like Craig Angles, you know, the in the endurance world, at right. least big names. Yeah, Gwen yeah. Jorgensen. Gwen, yeah, she's a supporter. Yep. Awesome. There you go. Oh, That's man. your like your crush right there. You, Absolutely. The, yeah. The early podcast, it was Absolutely. like she came up in yeah. every single podcast and could have made a drinking and game. Gold, it. gold medalist <laughs> from America, you know, in the triathlon. Not that comment. So. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. All right. So what else you got going on? What, what what are we looking at going forward here? What's the the next year looking like? Where where can we help out? This is our do or die year. I mean, if we don't um, if we don't get the mayor's approval and we don't get uh, support from Travel Oregon and and the state legislator legislature, um, we're done. We, we there are so many things that have to occur this year if we want to be considered for twenty nine. Um, so. The biggest thing is really just names on the petition. Um, we always welcome donations. We're going to start some fundraising activities. So Mike Kolbach, an attorney in town, was kind enough to donate his uh, lightly used Pinarello uh, cross bike to us. A Prestige, I believe, is the model. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start selling T-shirts and, and caps and other soft goods to raise money. And because we're going to, uh, with our letter of intent, which has to be submitted in the next six, eight months, uh, we need to have at least $30,000 for that. Gotcha. Which shouldn't be that tough to raise, but um, yeah, just keep an eye out for all the fundraising activities we're going to have underway. And what about on social media? Is is that another way that people can help connect and um, show you a little bit of love and, and support you? Yes. Yeah, so we have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, okay. and uh, again with live links that, to sign the petition. And if you could get your friends and colleagues by you know sharing those messages that we've been posting, get your friends, your followers, your colleagues, clients. Get them to sign that petition. That'd be awesome. Also, the petition will help you with your conversation with the mayor. Correct. And nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. It doesn't help with the UCI. It mostly helps with the mayor. This is what yep. kind of support we've got. Okay. Yep. Yep. But it's important to show that. Again, it's not a. It's. Uh, you got to make sure that it's, it comes across as, hey, this is well supported by the community plus the international community, right? So you mentioned the, the number of uh, countries where uh, you have followers for your podcast, Yeah, right? it blows my mind. <laughs> in, a, in a typical year, Cycle Oregon gets people from four to six different countries. Wow. 
every year, year in and year out, and from over 20 states. So we are, the Pacific Northwest, Oregon is a cycling destination, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So having those people sign the petition shows that at least there's an inkling of interest in coming to these events. Sure. And that will show very positively to, again, the decision makers and the people who are going to be asking for money from the state to say, there's a good chance we can get these people here and leave their money here in our hotels yes. and our restaurants yes. and things mm -hmm. like that. I, I don't know how this couldn't be a good thing for the community. I mean, unless, I mean, it's not like, it's not like you're building Olympic venues that never exactly. get used again. Yeah. You're improving roads that will help everything yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And bringing in a lot of people that will, like you said, leave their money here. Yep. That's, I mean, w without having to build, yeah, like you said, without having to build an ice skating rinks. Right. <laughs> right. No a bike race, a bike race gets to happen on the roads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, and I, I'm, again, trying try not to get ahead of myself, but I think I mentioned that we're projecting 30,000 out-of-state visitors, right? Yeah. So to kind of put things in perspective for you, it's estimated that there are about 12.5 million what they call avid cyclists in the western U.S. and Canada. Those are people who ride at least 25 times a year, right? And in their heyday, the tours of California, Colorado Classic, or U.S. Pro Challenge, yeah. and the tour of uh, Utah had 3 million spectators. Holy cow. Wow. And 25,000 individuals, unique individuals, show up at Sea Otter every year. Right. Uh -huh. Surely yes. we can get 30,000 out-of-state visitors here. And plus COVID will be oh, yeah. by then, right? No. <laughs> God, Hopefully. That's maybe, so. maybe, I'm hoping fingers so. crossed. 2029, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. You're going to get like a million visitors, not 30,000, yeah. I would think. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, and I mean, you, you, you look at Western, Can so Southwestern Canada also has a pretty big cycling yep. community right around there. I mean, yep. that's right over the border and counts as international too, so yeah. yeah. Well, in California, huge, oh, so yeah. many cyclists in California, and we're you can drive here, right? Exactly. Well, and just and just think about so what? Who who are the strongest social media presence right now in cycling? You look at a guy like Phil Guyman, mm -hmm. you look at uh, Legion. Those guys both are in California. They're they're both a drive. I mean, a, you know, long drive, but definitely yep. a quick shot over to PDX away from here. And that's you know, I mean, you know, the, a team like Legion or you know a guy like Phil Guy would get a hundred percent behind. They'd be ecstatic about this being right. somewhere they could drive to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I've spoken to both of those individuals and, and uh, Justin and I had some great conversations going back and that forth. That is so cool. And then he kind of just dropped off. But after I reading all of his social media, he's building a team, right? So yeah. he's a little yes. preoccupied. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty yeah. busy yes. right now. Yeah. Um, and Phil and I exchanged a couple of emails also. And, and yeah. um, he's he's supportive of me, but yeah, I, I wish I could get him involved somehow. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Phil. Phil just needs to get over with his little Everest attempt and then yeah. go on. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> And if it fails one more time, we'll just call him out on it. I right? know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll start so, making fun of him. <laughs> what kind of support are you getting from USA Cycling? And then there's also, like locally, you've got WSBA and OBRA as well. What kind of support are you getting from them? Because just USAC alone should be like, oh, 100% behind you. Here's our entire mailing list. I haven't seen anything come through them, but you would think that that would be good for them to get that big of a bike race here. Are you getting any kind of connection there? Yeah, so my main contact, there's a gentleman named Chuck Hodge, who is yeah. the yeah, VP of Operations yep. and, and Events. And he and I have had a number of uh, very good conversations. I'm sure he's kind of getting tired of me after two years. Um, last time we met uh, was in Steelacum and had a great conversation with him up there. Um, and I am, uh, and then when it comes to OBRA, so Saul uh, Lopez mm -hmm. is on our team, mm -hmm. on our organizing committee, and he's, with, uh, he's on the board at OBRA. And we've been given some good support. So Ober sent out an email blast to many of their uh, email. I don't know how many thousands of people are on their emailing list. 
and they put out a couple social media posts for us. So they've been very helpful and supportive. Good. Um, we could always use more of their support, more of their members, 3,400 members or something like that, signing the petition as well as their family members and friends. Um, uh, and then uh, I speak with uh, Rob Demartini tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Okay, who great. Who is the CEO of USA Cycling. Okay, fantastic. So he posted a story on LinkedIn. He posted a story that was written by me uh, or about me or our project uh, from a gentleman in New York. And Rob posted on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I immediately started getting calls and, and emails from people uh, reaching out to me. And we've had a really good response and conversations with those people. So um, to date, I would say they've been helpful and when I talked to Rob, that's what I'm going to ask him. Was like, how do I get more of your support? Yeah, I need to have uh, louder support and many more signatures on the petition from your members, because that'll help convince, again, the, the decision makers in, in uh, Salem and, and Portland City Hall that if we build it, they will come. Yeah, I, I haven't. I have to. I've I've seen stuff come through from like Obra. Mm-hmm. I've seen emails come through from you. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of visuals in any of that. Is there anything that we could do there just to kind of like say, hey, you've heard of Portland, you've got this idea, and especially over the last year of everything that's been going on in Portland, not necessarily the greatest thing, but showing like the the, the Vista House, showing coming yeah. from Multnomah Falls, showing some of like where it could be and just giving people that, that idea of like visualizing what it is and how beautiful the Pacific Northwest is and how beautiful the Portland area is and get people excited about it that way. Like I, I can't imagine any cyclist who loves riding their bike that hasn't been to this area, not wanting to come here to see that. Right. That is such a spectacular thing. And if it were something that I were seeing, I'm like, Oh, I want to go there now to start riding bikes and really get excited about that. And then I, I I'm going to want to support that because I want to see the world stage here racing what can we do to help you there? So we, we had grandiose plans for social media and putting out a lot of imagery and sure. putting out posts twice a week, and we're a volunteer organization. Oh, 100% understand yeah. where you're coming yeah. from right now. <laughs> and, and everyday life seems to get in the way. Um, so for all you listeners out there, if you know of someone that would like to be a part of this amazing project and you have expertise in social media, we need help. Because, Jake, you're absolutely right. We need greater, uh, more consistency, greater imagery, um, and consistent messaging out there to yeah. get keep people engaged and, and with the project and the things we're trying to do here. What about engaging people to kind of help out and maybe coming up with like a hashtag movement behind the movement and having people start saying like hashtag PDX worlds or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and like showing like a little video clip of people riding up there just to kind of help out from that perspective. I know I'm, I'm getting kind of out in the weeds here, but you got my no. brain turning and like this is the stuff that like <laughs> I salivate after. I, I really would love to see the something happened there and i wish i had the time to say yeah i'd love to yeah. volunteer and I'm, help you with it but i'm currently how long just did it like, take me to get back to you about this i'm just like <laughs> copy and pasting this petition to like the last 40 people i've texted just so you know there's somebody <laughs> i just texted who i don't even think i've seen a bike race in their life i was just like just sign, this. Yeah. Yeah. sign this petition sign this, right no. now <laughs> yeah. so you're, you're absolutely right i spoke to one one uh, business leader six months ago and sure. he, we had the same conversation he goes i can do this for you i can film this i'll put it to music i can do it all whatever yeah just never materialize, just, right? Yeah. Because you're absolutely right. We would love to be able to show off the the uh, options for cycling here, yeah. right? Whether it's I don't showing the commuters to the racers to the gravel riders, mountain bikers. There's such diversity to the riding around here, both sure. geographically and the, and the disciplines, um, and show off the beauty of the city and state. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, we don't have we we've been unable to find someone to take that over for us. Huh. My my wheels are turning. I'll yeah. I'll get back to you and see what I can do to come up with something for you. But um, yeah, that's 
I, I, I think that that's something that they're yeah, helping out quite right. a bit. So. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, why don't you tell us about you? How long you've been riding? What you've been doing? What's your What's your background? You, you mentioned a little bit something about triathlon. Yeah, well. that's mostly what I'm interested. You finally in, gave up that bad <laughs> habit. You just you're sticking to that one good good discipline now. <laughs> tell us a little bit more about your background. What What makes you so passionate about cycling? Well, I you know, and I, a lot of people go, well, what? Uh, and this is one of the points I should have mentioned earlier. A lot of people said, well, you know, what's your experience as a race director? I've never been a race director. I've never, I've never raced my bicycle. I've done triathlons, right? But I've never been in a bike race. Um, so before I answer your question, as I told this gentleman uh, that just asked me this question a couple of weeks ago, I said, we're not going to try and pull this off ourselves. So we've received very detailed RFPs from ASO, which everyone is probably familiar with. They run sure. yep. you know, the Tour de France, Paris-Roubaix, and uh, recently the Tour of California. And we're also talking to medalist sports which was the very first race uh, director or, or operations company for the Tour of California. They run the Tour of uh, Utah. They ran the Tour of Alberta. And they uh, today run the Colorado Classic. And they ran the Richmond Worlds. Great. So two very reputable firms for race operations. They will run everything between the, uh, the guardrails for yes. us. Yes. Okay. Right? So don't worry about you know some knucklehead in Beaverton, Oregon, <laughs> trying to pull this off himself. <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, now, where's the, the second part of the question? Oh, where am I, uh, my background? Yeah, tell us about your, your credentials, I guess, as a cyclist, and, or maybe not even credentials. Just your background. Like, what got you into cycling? What, why, you've obviously still got the bug. You're trying to pull off some monumental task. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, when I was uh, going to junior college in San Diego a long, long time ago, I ended up riding my bike to and from school all the time, and I thought, this is a lot of fun, right? And when I moved back to Oregon... Uh, I just enjoyed bike riding. So I used to go out in the country, and, you know, this is pre-helmet day, so explain some of the, the Dane Bramage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I have just loved riding my bike for so many years, and I've been lucky enough that I, I you know, you guys are going to laugh. But uh, 25 years ago, I bought a bike Friday, and I worked for Nike for 25 years all over the world. Uh -huh. And I would take that bike with me. It's been to Taiwan, Australia, Korea. Uh, Japan, all over the U.S., all over Western Europe. I just enjoy riding that bike, right? Um, now, I also have a real bike, too, not just a circus bike. But I've just always enjoyed riding my bike. And, um, again, I don't feel that I have to have been a racer to appreciate what happens in a bike race sure. or what, what it's, what's necessary to yeah. pull something like this off. Um, and then in my professional life, I've been in the sporting goods industry for 35-plus years. I worked at Nike. I've worked briefly with Adidas and Smith Optics and Gatorade and Converse. So, wow. Um, and headed up, you know, organizations that have produced hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think I know what my strengths and my shortcomings might be. And, and that's why we're trying to build a really strong team to pull this off. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Who is on your team? You've got to have, I mean, it's got to be more than just you and like Sal helping you out with a little bit of things here and there, but who's on your team? What, 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 what have you put together? You got a little rock star squad of folks that yeah. are helping you out. So we've got, we've got about honestly close to 50 people who said, I want to be a part of this and they may show up and they may do little bits and pieces, but probably the core team is about eight of us that are doing most of the work. Sure. Uh, the funny parts are, um, so in addition to Saul, who's originally from Guatemala, right? Uh -huh. Our finance guys from Denmark. <laughs> uh, the guy that's in charge of courses, and I get to call Axel Merckx, and they speak Dutch together. He's from the Netherlands. Okay. Um, who am I missing here? A uh, gentleman named Doug Dugway, uh, who used to race a long time ago. 
uh, Giovanni Cafiso um, moved here from New York about a year ago. And I'm apologizing to the others that I may have forgotten on this. So uh, Mark Mackler, an attorney town and triathlete. Yeah. Uh, he's on our board, a friend of mine from Nike, Matt Stone, a, a former naval officer. So it's a, a, a very diverse group in terms of our backgrounds, our uh, countries of origin in this case. We've got a gentleman from Ethiopia on the team. Kendra Wenzel is on the team. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a big group. That is awesome, Kevin. Yeah. I, I'm proud of you, man. This is, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to cover? Anything else that, that we may have let slip through the cracks here that you need to get out to the world that they need to know about that will make this I don't, thing happen? I, I don't think so. I think your group's going to understand what this thing can do for the city and state. Um, and and again, the city, state, and country. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and that's, it's, it's a real opportunity. You know, unlike if, if you pulled an ordinary person off the streets here in, in Vancouver— um, or in Portland, and you said, hey, did you hear about the writers from Ineos or DeCunic or Alpecin or Movie Star coming to Portland? They go, what? Huh? what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. for, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. for, but for the, these two weeks of every year, mm -hmm. those racers put on their national team kits. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And this is an opportunity for people. And keep in mind, in the, in the greater Portland metro area, there are over 100 languages spoken at home. Wow. So this is a cool opportunity for those people to come out and cheer on the racers. Yeah. The people that look like them, that sound like them, they can cheer on the racers from the ancestral yeah. homelands. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it becomes a really cool and cultural. Yeah. And what was the last big international sporting event in Portland? Well, no clue. The uh, I've only the, lived here five years, so I have no idea. I'm not a Portland indoor historian. track and field champion. World championships were held here in Portland. Gotcha. How many years ago was that? Do you know? Three. March of sixteen. Four. Oh five. wow. Five I did years. not even know that. Five years ago. Honest. You think about wow. it from a worldwide perspective, though. Who's who's going to have more eyeballs on their event? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh -huh. definitely not indoor. Well, in the, it's indoor. You know, it's, it's, indoor it's, it's Eugene field. outdoor. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a lot of eyes. But no, this is this is much more, uh, way more eyes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just got to pitch this as like the, it's like the Tour de France of like, it's kind of like the Olympics and the Tour de France coming together and, and it's cycling. And that's how you have to kind of pitch to people and get them excited about that. And what's more is that, Think about the last 10 or 11 months. You know how many new people are out riding bikes right now? I can't even begin to tell you. It's like the cycling industry is upside down because they have no product because so many new yeah. people are riding bikes right, right now. It's such a great opportunity for us to seize that moment and say, hey, that bike that you're like slowly falling in love with, check this out. Right. You, you tr look at this racing thing that these guys are doing and just try and go out and climb a hill, but then go and look and see how these guys are doing. Or try and do a sprint and see how these guys are doing. And these are like the athletes of all athletes, in, in my opinion. I agree. It's a phenomenal sport to get into. And this is the biggest stage. And guess what? It might be coming to your backyard. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Oh, my God. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we have a huge opportunity here to, to share that. And, you know, if you're – if you're listening to this and it's something that you've been thinking about, first and foremost, go sign the petition, yeah, but tell please. some people yeah. about it. Yeah. Guess what, guys? There might be the biggest cycling event, you know, in the like, world. In the world. I mean, would, I mean, would you on say a, that this on is bigger a one than day the base. TDF? If we'll, on a, on a, a one, one day, day basis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and this and this is the question is, do you, do you say like, is Perry roubaix bigger? When you're talking about a movable event, yeah, this yeah. is as big as it gets in cycling. Yeah. It's bigger than the Olympics in every four years. I would say more people probably get excited about the world championship each year than they do just about the Olympic road race. 
in the cycling just, world. In, in the cycling world, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. There, yeah. the, the, this is the race I look forward to every single year because yeah. it's always a ridiculously hard course. Yeah, best in the world going at it. Yep, it's always it's usually a fair course where like anybody can win, so mm-hmm. it's always an exciting race. Yeah, but it's not just the best men in the world; it's the best women in the world, best, it's women, best, juniors, best juniors in the world, U twenty threes, all yeah. the different disciplines that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, love it. Very it cool. is fantastic. It is. All right, boys. Any other questions for Kevin before we uh, we move on? I just hope that we can help you. I yeah. would love to get more people to sign that petition. Great. Thank so. you. Mm-hmm. Hey, this has been a big help. This has been. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks all three of our listeners out there. Hopefully, they've they've gone out and signed it. <laughs> as I mean, as you know, as we get closer to twenty twenty nine, to lo- I mean, obviously, this happened. We would need to have you back on in yeah, however many years, all as right. long as we're all still doing this. <laughs> I've, I've got one last question before we move into one last thing. What are the odds of you pulling this off? Ah. Oh. If you were a betting man, be an optimistic betting man, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel that we've got a compelling case. Yeah. I feel that we've got, we're going to provide the state with a great ROI uh-huh. if they invest in us. Um, it, it, honestly, everything hinges on that meeting with the mayor. Uh-huh. I, I mean, if we don't get his support, we're done. I can't wrap my head around this having a downside. Is there a downside? Yeah. What's the biggest downside from this? So, did you watch Yorkshire? Yes. And, and, yeah. And you saw the it poured rains rain. of biblical yes. proportion. Yeah. Right? Yes. So everybody's crashing during the time trial. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for those people that may see, you refer to your ten-day forecast, right? Yeah. Right. So for those out-of-state people that are thinking about coming, if they yeah. see rain of biblical proportion happening while they're thinking about being in Portland, that's going to hurt yeah. us without so, a doubt. Yeah. So I just looked at the ten-day forecast. It looks like beautiful in sixty-five, <laughs> and and I looked at the the nine-year forecast. Yeah, with climate it's change, same. we're going to be the. It's so weird. Yeah, we're going to be the new San Diego, seventy-two it's degrees year round. Only be sunny green. here yeah. for the next ten years. That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so two years ago, I literally took a picture of of uh, Andy Carson on KPDV twelve, sure. right, showing mm-hmm. the ten-day forecast or the seven-day forecast for the last week in September because that's when the races always occur. Sure, uh-huh. right, beautiful. The Pacific Northwest in late September is a oh, it's great. Place. Oh, it's absolutely right? beautiful. Yeah, yeah. you start to get a little bit of that foliage starting to maybe change, it, but you the, the temperatures aren't high. It's yes. just like that, it's perfect. That's my hands oh, down favorite month. And to we ride. definitely yeah. don't have Yorkshire rain because that's no. like that's like that Midwest rain in America where it's like driving flooding rain. <laughs> yeah, As I say that bike, we had yeah. issues a little bit a week ago, but this is September. It, I mean, I'd be shocked, and in September we yeah. had anything like that. Yeah. Knocking on wood. Yeah, <laughs> but but honestly, that I mean, other than you know the the freakish things like, Oh, another pandemic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just, honestly, it's the weather I think would be the biggest, uh, obstacle. I hope it's nothing more than just yeah, the weather, it's, but it's not like we're hosting this in April. Yeah. Correct. I, just, I, I mean, even if it, if weather came through in September, it's usually a here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, kind it of would thing. Just, it's just like drizzle it's, rain. It, right. exactly. drizzle it's rain. just like, Oh, in specific Northwest. Oh, it's tomorrow's nice. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, I don't think that's going to be a, a, an issue. As a matter of fact, my only gripe with that being in September would be like everybody watching it and saying, I need to move there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That place looks beautiful. Oh this my gosh, true. the gorge is this gorgeous. Is and downtown yeah. Portland, oh, that's spectacular. I need to yeah. move there. Yeah. So, cool. You can watch, but you can't come here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Leave they your closed, money here. Yeah. They, yeah. they closed the door yeah. when I moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, gents, let's jump into one last thing. Lance, start us off. Uh, just a shout out to my wife. It is her birthday this weekend. Nice. Happy uh, birthday, Brandy. I cannot reveal how old she's turning because she might uh, murder me in my sleep. So. 32, I think? Something like that. Yeah. 
And it was also my uh, middle daughter's 24th birthday yep. this last weekend. So happy birthday to my family. I missed them. Cool. Man. Bryce. I've got basically got nothing for the one last thing. That was just awesome. So we're just going to leave it at that. Is <laughs> okay. Please sign the petition. That's my last thing. Sign the petition. <laughs> sign awesome. the petition. All right, Kevin, it's your uh, last chance to spout off one last thing for you. It's all about the petition. Honestly, I think that's going to have a tremendous uh, – I could really sway the mayor and, and uh, the governor and the state legislator to show that, hey, there's a lot of support for this. Yeah. You guys thought about setting up a Patreon? Uh, Do you know what that is? No. We'll talk more about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That might be another way for you guys to get some support. And I, gosh, my one last thing is I need to figure out how to find a few minutes to maybe help them out somehow, some way every week. I, I'm yeah. so upside down with time here. It's kind of nuts, but I'm really passionate and enthusiastic. Even about if it was I heard as simple as just us just putting one like social media post yeah. up a week, we're just like sign this petition, <laughs> yeah. sign this petition. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, just, yeah, there's, there's so much here. So that'll be my one last thing as well is go sign the petition and let's come up with a hashtag so that people can start putting stuff out there. There's a ton of active people here locally that are out there riding all the time yeah. that can take p- pictures and spotlight all of these great places. Maybe there can even be like a little bit of a we competition. We literally have photo. Like, well, I mean, we have photo competitions in Vancouver, like yeah. what monthly almost, isn't yeah. it? Jay, yeah, I mean, yeah. you would know. Yeah. It's yeah. Ju- just from that alone. But yeah, just having people hashtag that just to kind of yeah. get that, that hashtag out there and moving and grooving on the socials would be pretty fun and, and yeah. really just just to show people like this is something that could actually happen here. Yeah. Make it happen, folks. I'll make it my goal over the next eight years to learn social media enough to where I can <laughs> figure out how to do a hashtag. I mean, my goal. Awesome. All right. Well, as always, we thank everybody for listening. Kevin, I especially thank you for taking the time to come up here. I know it's your busy man and you've got a lot of stuff going on and hopefully this helps you get a couple signatures. That'd be fantastic. Um, and anything that we can do moving forward, if you ever want to come back on in the future too, to talk a little bit more about stuff that's going on, if there's things that we can, uh, you know, poke and prod and, and help, um, you know, with your initiatives, uh, just say the word. Okay. Thank you. Love mm-hmm. it. To all of our listeners, though, thank you again for listening. We will catch you next week on another Dial podcast. Until then, bye for now.